0: On Thursday, October the 1st, 2015, 26-year-old Chris Mercer Harper entered Umpqua Community College in Oregon wearing body armor and armed with five handguns and an assault rifle and murdered nine people in cold blood, leaving at least nine more injured and destroying the lives of countless families. According to eyewitnesses, Mercer Harper demanded that people reveal their religious beliefs as they stood before him. If they said they were not Christians, he shot them in the legs. If they said that they were Christians, he shot them in the head. As the bullets flew across the campus, unsuspecting students continued to arrive for class and hang around the quad. Why, do you ask? Well because the school's $40,000 emergency notification system didn't work. Good job. See, you got $40,000, you can either buy a useless notification system, you've got death, or you could buy, say, approximately 200 guns. It was also reported that the college's lockdown procedures turned the campus into what was colloquially called A death trap, according to a former security guard. The majority of classrooms have only one entrance or exit, and they go out into a covered outdoor breezeway. The walls are basically glass from floor to ceiling. There is no cover and no concealment. So basically, this is exactly the same as going hunting in a zoo where there's no cover, and the animals cannot escape. After killing or wounding almost 20 people, Mercer engaged in a shootout, with police, which he lost, and he was pronounced dead at the scene. Ah, but have no fear, within moments our wildly competent media lurched into action, and Democrats across the nation started doing vocal exercises and preparing to lie about gun control. Both CNN and Vice News named an innocent man as the shooter and flashed his image repeatedly across the airwaves. Vice News tweeted out a photo of the suspect calling the man a self-identified white supremacist and asking, is it time to call them terrorists? Ah, nothing speeds up news hysteria like a much-loved narrative. Remember, reporters, there's only one rule in American journalism, which is to never, ever, ever, ever let mere facts interfere with rampant race-baiting. Now... A security guard who previously worked at the college reported that recent cuts were made to the security staff. And last year, the college voted against hiring armed security guards. At the time of the shooting, there was one unarmed guard on duty. Seriously, he literally had no arms because they might have been helpful. There was no word as to whether or not he actually knew Tai Chi. Now, the government, of course, of America runs the community college, Security and safety of the students are the government's responsibility. How's that government program working out for you, Oregon? Is it about the same as the government program called bringing peace and stability to the Middle East? Hmm, who knows? These two programs could be related. Well, we'll get back to that as the story continues. Now, like the vast majority of mass shootings before it, the Oregon shooting took place in what was effectively a gun-free zone. Well, except for the shooter. Oregon state law allows for concealed carry. You can have a weapon on you uh, that nobody can see. But the college prohibits, quote, possession, use, or threatened use of firearms, including, but not limited to, BB guns, air guns, water pistols, and paint guns, ammunition, explosives, dangerous chemicals or any other objects as weapons on college property except as expressly authorized by law or college regulations so see it's okay because they had paperwork they sent out the memo bit of a shame that the shooter didn't get the memo or come to think of it maybe he did and that's why he traveled all the way to Oregon to find as many defenseless and enclosed human beings as humanly possible. Hmm. Let's check his Google search history at some point. I wonder if he typed in best place to shoot people in a confined area where they can't shoot back. Between January 2009, and July 2014, there were 25 mass public shootings with four or more casualties. A total of 180 people were killed. What percentage of these murders took place in gun-free zones? Yes, that's right. of them took place in gun-free zones. Remember Adam Lanza, the Colorado Batman movie shooter? Well, he went out of his way, drove out of his way, drove past theaters that allowed guns to make sure he got to a theater where there were no guns allowed. Because there's no fun when the rabbit shoots back. The study that found that 92% of these mass shootings took place in gun-free zones also found that over half of the shooters were diagnosed with a mental illness before the mass shooting. And many of them, many of these shooters had been taking antidepressants and or selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors or SSRI drugs. Now, the relationship between these drugs and going crazy and becoming homicidal and suicidal and murderous in general... Not entirely unestablished, but, of course, the mainstream media, far too important for them. They're far too consumed with inventing white racists as the scapegoat for everything to actually point out this relationship between these uh, mental health drug uses, uh, these um, SSRI drugs, and kind of going crazy and homicidal because, of course, pharmaceutical companies spend quite a bit of money advertising on television. Don't tell anyone because otherwise they might figure it out. So this crazy evil bastard is walking around free as a bird to take down anybody who wants, anybody he wants. Was there no one in the campus who could help anyone to take this mad bastard down? Why, actually, yes, there was. In fact, funny that you ask. There was an Air Force veteran in a building about 200 yards away. Now, he had both, this is an important combo, he had both a concealed carry license and the gun. And he was ready, willing, and able to violate the gun-free zone rule in an attempt to stop the shooter. But he was stopped by college staff. See, he had a gun. They didn't. I don't know how they stopped him. Maybe it was Tai Chi. We'll never know, probably. I want you to imagine, imagine your kids are on this campus in Oregon. They're screaming, huddled, terrified, crying out for their mom. A trained warrior with a gun can save them. No, say the college staff, we have a rule. Hey, I've got a good rule. How about this for a rule? Shoot the shooter, kill him dead, save the kids. Hey, go fill out some forms later if you have to. Better to have a paper cut than a bullet to the brain. So, while college staff were busy preventing an armed soldier from saving lives, an unarmed 30-year-old army veteran was trying to take down the shooter without the benefit of actually having a weapon. The heroic veteran attempted to disarm the shooter and was shot at least five times in the process. He has thankfully survived the encounter. Now, if this army veteran was carrying a gun, the shooter would have been well, let's just say that sometimes lead poisoning can be fairly rapid and uh, many lives would have been saved There's still no word on the whereabouts of the unarmed security guard though so what do we know about this shooter and his potential crazy motivations well Ian Mercer the father of the shooter is uh, Caucasian he's white and he's British he's from the northwest of England while Laurel Hopper, the mother, is, uh, is black. Now, one thing to be aware of, it's not for everyone, but it is a bit of a trend. Mixed-race race youths are more likely to get mental health problems, more likely to have general health problems, problems with smoking and drinking, problems with school attendance, behavioral problems, you name it. Who knows why... I, some people say, well, they don't have a solid ethnic identity, they face discrimination from both sides, you know, if you're half black, you may not be welcomed with open arms by either white or black self-segregated groups. And if you remember, the Isla Vista shooter, Elliot Rodger, was also uh, a mixed-race kid. Again, vast majority of mixed-race kids are fine, but there is a little bit of a tendency. The shooter, Mercer Hopper, was born in the United Kingdom, was relocated to the United States as a child. His parents divorced in 2006, so not entirely shockingly, the, the shooter did not come from a stable family. Whatever next. We've got a whole presentation on this channel on Elliot Roger that you might want to dip into because I think there's a lot of important information there for safety, security, and understanding. The gunman previously attended the Switzer Learning Center in Torrance, a school for young people with emotional issues and learning disabilities. Uh, there's evidence it's believed. That the shooter had Asperger's and it's not uncommon for people with Asperger's to be prescribed antidepressants or the aforementioned SSRI medication for treatments of anxiety or hyperactivity, inattention or impulsivity. Hmm. Given the number of mass shooters who were discovered to have been taking these kinds of meds, well, something to look out for in future news reports. You'll have to look for this carefully. Of course, the media won't help you because they like you defamidala. We do know that the shooter was discharged from the U.S. Army in 2008 after just five weeks of training for, quote, failure to meet the minimum standards. Military officials declined to elaborate. So, too crazy and aggressive for the U.S. military. Well, that's on a resume from heaven. Now, the family's neighbor, I think he was living with his mom, Julia... Uh, said that Laurel Mercer, the mom, told her, quote, my son is dealing with some mental issues. The neighbor elaborated uh, on the suspect saying, quote, he was kind of like a child, so that's why his tantrums would be like kind of weird. He's a grown man. He shouldn't be having a tantrum like a kid. That's why I thought there was something, mm, something was up. Apparently she could hear him having these screaming fit tantrums through the walls of their living space. The shooter appeared to be sympathetic to the predominantly Catholic Irish Republican Army, the IRA, which is interesting given that his father is British. IRA, not big fans of the British. But the shooter also posted online that he was not religious, but sort of a Wiccan and mystical, "Ah, let me go out on a limb here, I'm going to go with Satanist. What do you think? He also used a reference to a Nazi war medal as his dating profile name, and posted glowing reviews of Nazi memorabilia he had bought online. Shockingly, still single. Although, actually, if I was his parent, I would have checked the burlap sack in the closet. So, the shooter's MySpace profile, yes, MySpace, it still exists. Looks like it's just lost its last member. His MySpace profile only had two friends, one of whom was Mahmoud Ali Asani, whose username was Dick Hard Like a Pistol, and Mahmoud's profile has a lot of pictures of what appear to be Islamic extremists with lovely little decorations like firearms and rocket launchers in their hands. Is there a jihadist connection? No proof yet, but here is a very interesting coincidence. Okay, do you remember Alex Scarletus, the Oregon Army National Guardsman who heroically helped to thwart a mass shooting on a train in Paris, along with two other guys. This Alec guy actually attended Umpqua Community College prior to his deployment to Afghanistan. He was actually enrolled in fall, fall 2015 classes, but he took time off to, I know, <laughs> crazy, but compete in Dancing with the Stars. So let's just reiterate that. and Let that roll around like a uh, cud in our mouths for a while a shooter with internet ties to a jihadist fanboy shoots up a college where an Oregon guardsman was supposed to be who shot up a Muslim jihadist on a train in Paris. What are the odds? Well, we're a quality show. We calculated those odds for you. What are the odds of Alex Scarletus attending your college? Well, about one in 4,477. So that's not high. His blog posts also showed that the shooter admired Vestra Flanagan, the gay black maniac who shot two whites on camera in Virginia, and who then, unlike Mike Brown, mysteriously vanished from the media. Outraged Americans have filed a missing persons report, but the media has replied, sorry, he didn't fit the narrative. Can I offer you a side serving of Freddie Gray instead? Would that be okay? In August, the shooter wrote, on an interesting note, I have noticed that so many people like him, Flanagan, are all alone and unknown, yet when they spill a little blood, the whole world knows who they are. A man who was known by no one is now known by everyone. His face splashed across every screen, his name across the lips of every person on the planet, all in the course of one day. Seems the more people you kill, the more you're in the limelight. He closed by saying, also, if anyone gets the chance, go on YouTube and see the footage of him shooting those people. It's a short video, but but good nonetheless. We'll post more later. Okay, I've got to never, ever do that voice again. All right. Still can't believe the things I need to say on this show. Just a little head up, heads up for parents. Look, if your child is making blog posts about admiring mass murderers, you can get him some help. We'll be fine with that. My taxes go for worse things. This is unconfirmed as to uh, as to if it was actually the shooter, but posts were also made on one of the 4chan message boards prior to the shooting, alleging that something of this nature would be occurring somewhere in the Northwest. And the guy, if it was him, said, you know, hey, you guys are all right. Don't go to school. If you're in the Northwest, something's going to happen. Now, a source told People magazine that the shooter had a manifesto with 666 written across it. Yeah, I'm also going to go out on a limb here and assume he didn't just dyslexic up 999. And uh, in this manifesto, uh, he wrote about wanting to serve darkness. The person said... The guy did this strictly for satanic purposes. He did it to become a god in hell. He wants to be evil. That is his goal, to serve Satan. He had this notebook with all these pictures of skulls that he had traced. And they had, like, fire in their eyes and looked really weird. He would sit in class and just draw weird shit like bones or coffins instead of doing the work. Ah, the devil's work, though. Chris didn't talk to anyone. He was mad that he was at the school and didn't like anyone. He didn't have a lot of friends. I can't even think of anyone who he ever was friends with. During the shooting, Harper Mercer gave some documents and a thumb drive to an individual on campus. Man, what a day. I mean, what a day that must have been. This is crazy-ass manic... Shooter on the loose, gunning down people, shooting them in the legs, shooting them in the head. He's covered in blood and bone and brains, intestines, whatever the hell has become squirting out of these bags of blood known as punctured human beings. The guy comes running over to you, crazed, satanic look, blood all over his face, guns smoking. He comes charging up to you and he's like, hey man, can you hold these papers? Yeah, I hope they're bulletproof. Madness, what a day. Now, while the full contents of those documents are not currently available, it is reported that the materials describe the shooter's sexual frustration, racial animus or hatred towards black men, and his frustration about his general lack of accomplishment. He wrote that he was, quote, in a bad way, one official said. He was depressed, sullen. The shooter lamented the fact that he did not have a girlfriend. weird, you know, Nazi memorabilia as part of your hot username for dating. He said he had no life, another official said, adding, he felt the world was against him. Ah, there's nothing like being a victim to provoke a mad hostile response, is there? Enter literally stage left, very left. President Barack Obama didn't waste any time politicizing the shooting, saying... We talked about this after Columbine and Blacksburg, after Tucson, after Newtown, after Aurora, after Charleston. It cannot be this easy for somebody who wants to inflict harm on other people to get his or her hands on a gun. Kind of ironic, Barack Obama, a little ironic. See, in America, there's a little thing called the Constitution that's also supposed to make it harder for individuals to inflict harm on other people. It's actually the requirement that Congress... Congress, 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 actually declare war. See, you pick up phones and you drone strikes, have people bombed and all this kind of crap, arm people who you want, blow up people who you don't like. Congress is supposed to be the barrier between you and inflicting harm on other people. So kind of ironic that uh, you kind of got the peace prize and ran in the opposite direction, firing from the hip. So it's great that you have a concern about it being too easy to harm other people without checks and balances Look in the mirror. Barack continued. And what's become routine, of course, is the response of those who oppose any kind of common sense gun legislation. Right now, I can imagine the press releases being cranked out. We need more guns, they'll argue. Fewer gun safety laws. Yeah, because that's what the media does go hard Republican and NRA. Have you read the media? Have you read the media at all? They're so left, they just look a little to the left and see you. No word yet if Obama believes this shooting is also the responsibility of the Confederate flag. Later on he noted, each time this happens, I'm going to say that we can actually do something about it, but we're going to have to change our laws. And this is not something I can do by myself, like preventing the enforcement of immigration laws. I've got to have a Congress. I, can, I, can a brother get a Congress? And I've got to have state legislatures and governors who are willing to work with me on this. Yeah, okay, right. So government can't keep drugs out of prisons. You think you're going to stop people from getting guns, of which there are 300 million or so already in the United States? That people know Can't keep drugs out of prisons. That's all you need to know about the government. They can't keep drugs out of prisons. So even if they turn the entire country into a prison, they can't control what they say they want to. In a speech, Obama claimed, There is a gun for roughly every man, woman and child in America. So how can you, with a straight face, make the argument that more guns will make us safer? We know that states with the most gun laws tend to have the fewest gun deaths. So the notion that gun laws don't work or just will make it harder for law-abiding citizens and criminals will still get their guns is not borne out by the evidence. Okay, so the code word here, gun deaths, not homicides, deaths. Now, naturally, of course, this number includes suicides. What do you know? It's true. I will agree with this. States in which it's easy to own a gun end up with more gun suicides. Oh, really? A more accurate comparison would be gun ownership and gun homicide rates. There's a statistically significant correlation of 0.1, very low, between gun ownership rates and gun homicide rates in different states. In other words, communities in which people own more guns are not more likely to experience gun homicides the two factors are unrelated for example hawaii where 6.7% of the population possesses guns it has about the same homicide rate as north dakota where 50.7% of people own guns now what's more relevant than the availability of guns is let's just put it delicately ethnic differences between a willingness to commit particular crimes. So, white people in America... People say, oh, America is such a violent society. Not everywhere, because white people in America commit homicide, murder, and crime in general at about the same rate as people in Belgium, uh, and similar rates to Europe as a whole. So whites all over the world commit crimes at about the same rate, Asians at about the same rate, and so on. Now, blacks are 13% of the United States' population. Cut that in half, we get black males. Cut that to like black males 16 to 30 and so on. We got two, maybe 3% of the U.S. population. So 2 to 3% of the U.S. population commits 52% of the murders. Yes, that's right. 52% of the murders committed by 2 to 3% of the population of young black males. That's quite a lot. And so it may not exactly be taking guns away from elderly Asian gentlemen that is going to have the biggest effect on shifting violent crime in the United States. But I don't think people like to talk about that very much because, I don't know, too many facts, you tell me. So, another shooting. Another person with obvious mental health problems. Many warning signs clear long before the shooting happened. More absentee parents, another broken home, The likelihood of SSRI usage, the continuous blaming of guns, and another gun-free zone being a shooting gallery for a deranged madman. And parents, 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 I literally cannot believe the things that I have to say on this show. Let's just run through a little checklist. Let's say your child is ordering Nazi paraphernalia online and bragging about it. think you might have a bit of a problem. Oh, got one. If your child is spending his time in school, drawing coffins and skulls and creepy disembodied eyeballs and not currently playing Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, you might have a bit of a problem. If your child has a MySpace account, okay, that's it, just a MySpace account. No, actually. If your child has a MySpace account and your child has only two people linked to him, one of whom seems to be whacking off to Jihadi deathborn, you might have a problem. If your child expresses deep and sympathetic admiration for a racist murderer and a strong desire to follow in his bloody footprints, you might have a problem. If your child is obsessed with a documentary on the Sandy Hook shootings, yeah, you might have a problem. If his best approach to winning a fair lady's heart is to use Nazi language in his dating profile name, you might have a problem. And trust me, that problem will not be an excess of grandchildren. So I've given all the above, and other things that I'm sure will come out over time. If your sweet little boy Also happens to be amassing, likely under your own roof, an arsenal of 13 lethal weapons, enough ammunition to bring down half a goddamn continent, and body armor, and posting all these pictures online, you might have a problem. Parents, for God's sakes, do your job. We all have to live with the people you produce. There are good parents in Oregon who raised their kids well who are going to put those children into the ground because your hellspawn got loose from your control. You're paying the bills. You're feeding him. You're putting a roof over his head. He's on you. If he's out of control, you get the experts in. You get him to someplace where he's got some safety and security. You keep him off The sidewalk where other people's children, where my children, where your children are going to be walking. You take him out of society. You got a rabid dog. You keep that thing in the basement. It's your job. I'm sorry if the kid is broken. I'm sorry if you didn't even break him, but he's just broken for some reason. That's the dice you roll when you have children. This is your job. Monitor your children. Talk with your children. Know what they're doing, for God's sakes. That's the deal. That's what you do when you're a parent. Kids are grow and release specimens in general. And if your kid is out of your control, if you can't handle, if you can't manage, if you've made mistakes, if you've been bad, if you've been wrong, if you've been abusive, or you just had some real bad luck, get the experts in. Ask for the help. Lots of us out here are working our fingers to the bone to give our kids the best possible life. We have been reading to them at bedtime. We have been playing ball with them. We have been running with them. We've been reading through encyclopedias with them. We've been telling them what's on a map and why. And all of that human capital, everything that is generated, everything that is poured into the next generation can be wiped out in one bullet to the brain. So if you've got a wild kid... And if you know a wild kid, if you see something, please, 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 please say something, do something, don't wait for this.